Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. So when we got married, it was like so easy. I mean, it just was so natural. But when our firstborn child came along, it was such a special day. But I realized all too quickly, he was a game changer and our marriage was going to be different forever. I'm John Fuller here with Dr. Greg Somali and his wife, Erin. And I got to ask, so how big of a transition was having a child for you all? It was a big transition. I know for me that it was a mixture of just so excited, so afraid Hmm. that our marriage will forever be changed. And I heard all the horror stories and, oh, your life is over. Yeah. I remember going into our birthing class and we looked at each other and we're like, what have we done? (laughs) Why didn't you leave me alone? Yeah. Here I was a labor and delivery nurse. I knew how to get the babies out. I just didn't know what it looked like taking them home. And we heard horror stories. A good friend of ours, uh, Bill Doherty, just sum this up so perfectly. Listen to this. We taught our children that we value our marriage without devaluing them, that more of us meant more for them, that we were mates long before we were parents, and that in the solar system of our family, our marriage was the sun and the children the planets hmm. rather than the other way around. That I wish I would have had that advice. Yeah. As a new parent. Well, we are pro-children and pro-family, and it's a wonderful journey. I, I wouldn't trade any of my kids at all, but the marriage has suffered to some degree. you got to really dial in and work on the relationship, especially when you have new kids. And that's why we're returning to a great conversation with Dr. Gary Chapman. He is uh, best known for the five love languages concept, and Jim and I talked to him about prioritizing your marriage when you have children. Gary, so often, especially for young couples, uh, a wife that's feeling perhaps isolated or not connected like she once was with her husband, they may think having a baby will draw them closer together. So they're actually using the child as an opportunity to heal their marriage. Uh, That's probably not a good thing to do. A child never heals a marriage. If you think that having a child is going to draw the two of you together when you were not together before you had the child, you're mistaken. Hmm. You need to work on your marriage before you have the child because the child is going to be stress on the marriage relationship. It's not going to enhance it. It's going to make it more difficult. And let's be sure that people hear us. Children are a blessing. Absolutely. And we want to say that forthrightly. And any child, any time is a gift from the Lord. But you're cautioning couples to make sure that they're healthy. So that there's not greater havoc in that home, which so often, unfortunately, today ends in divorce. Yeah. And and let's face it. God designed marriage, husband, wife, and most marriages, children. So there has to be time to have a good marriage after you have children. Mm -hmm. It's God's plan, and there has to be time to do it. We have to make the time to have a marriage after we have the children, and to be good parents. Well, when you tie that again to the love languages, uh, let's say you have a spouse that their love language is time, and you add those kids in. I mean, this is chaos. Uh, John, you've got six kids. This is my house. You just described (laughs) it right there. So tell us, give us that scenario. What happens in your home? I think Dina Dina is absolutely a a quality time person. Mm -hmm. So how do you do it? How do you find time? Or is that a struggle? It it really is a struggle. And um, I think I didn't realize that that was a primary love language of hers until 
uh, I don't know, three or four kids into this. And so we've we've been much more intentional in these past years. And it gets easier when you have a teenager and a, who has a cell phone and now you have built-in babysitting. <laughs> you know, they, we've got coworkers, Jim. They've got two or three little kids, five, six years old or younger. There isn't a lot of free time there. That is a challenge. Um, you know, for us, when we were able to have built-in babysitting, that unlocked a regular yeah. date night. But uh, Dr. Chapman, talk to those couples that that hear what you're saying, but it's impossible. They're both working. They've got kids. They've got a lot of stresses, and a regular time to talk is just not going to happen. Yeah. Two things I would say. One is you have to make marriage a priority. In your mind, in your heart, you have to say to each other, our relationship is priority. Secondly, you have to put your money where your priority is. And that means that we're going to spend some money to hire a babysitter if we have to to come in so we can go out. Use your money to build a relationship. You see, I find couples that are saving their money to build a house or buy a new car or whatever, and by the time they get around to the house or the car, they've lost the marriage. Mm. And a house is meaningless without a marriage. So you make marriage your priority, and then you put your money where your priority is, and you organize your life around that. That means you may sacrifice in some other areas, but we're going to make time for each other. Mm. And, uh, yes, when you have small children, you're going to have to get somebody from the outside to stay with those children a few hours. Now, it can be a grandparent. If they're close, that would be fine. That would be wonderful. (laughs) But sometimes you have to hire a babysitter to come in and stay with those children so you can get out. So, Greg, Dr. Chapman talked about making time for your marriage when your kids are little. Um, There are other stages of parenting. So what are some ways that that your relationship has changed, you and Aaron, as your kids have gotten older? And how have you worked on the relationship? How have you stayed connected? Well, I think some of the best advice that we received was that you get to choose how your kids will fit into your family. Will they be the center or like Bill Doherty's quote, your marriage is the sun, your kids are the planet. They mm-hmm. rotate around your marriage. Yeah. But we had to be really intentional. And I remember one of the things that we did when our kids were really young through the bedtime routine is that we told them, listen, whatever time, seven, eight, whatever it was, that that's your bedtime. And when we put you in your bed, you need to stay there. And if you keep getting out, if you keep bothering us, see, you're taking away from our time. So we connected your getting out of bed is taken away from our marriage time, and that's not okay. And we will hold you accountable tomorrow, and you will sit in time out. However long you keep us from connecting with each other, you owe us that time tomorrow. And we were very consistent, and we held them to that. Okay, now, Aaron, you were smiling big I'm time I'm laughing here. out of control because do you remember— <laughs> When Annie came home from China, we put that into Google Translate to say, stay in your bed. <laughs> but now that looks a little different because we were building attachment with her. Yeah. And But we were trying to enforce that when we put you in your bed, it's it's time for you to sleep. And it's it's just, it looked different with each child that it did but look different. But you have to connect those those dots for them. That the reason why you're going to bed isn't just because we're tired of you <laughs> and we need a break. It's, it's because this now is our time and us spending time together is in your best interest. I mean, yeah. that's what we keep teaching. Even mm-hmm. when they, they moan and go gross, like if mom and dad kiss in front of them. 
And I always tell them, no, 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 don't you react that way. You should be grateful because this is in your best interest, us being affectionate, us getting along. So it's just good to constantly remind your kids that your mom and I are married and this is an important relationship and we are going to take time. Mm -hmm. Now that'll look differently throughout the seasons of marriage. Yeah. And as our kids have gotten older, there's been different opportunities that we've utilized to keep our marriage strong, but it's always sending them the message that the best thing we can do for you is to have this strong connection with each other. We adore our kids. We adore them. And it's often helpful when, you know, if I'm struggling, especially as mom with mommy guilt, or I didn't do enough for them, or I could have done this, or I have this list a thousand miles long, Greg will remind me. Now, remember, they are part of the family system. They are not the center. They are not the sun. But there's different seasons. It looks differently through each season. As they've gotten older, we've done things like connecting at um, sporting events, sitting and just talking and connecting. Or even now that they're a little bit older, it's a little bit easier to to take a weekend away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I remember... Uh, I've referred to this before, I think, uh, teen interrupted intimacy. This is where <laughs> I want to give my wife a kiss. And, and sometimes I have to do that very dramatically so the kids are like, ooh, and they run off so that we can actually continue exactly. to kiss. Because yeah. they want to talk about 10 o'clock when we're in bed. And one time one of my daughters came in, and we had been reading in bed, and it was getting close to turning the lights off. And she plopped down, and she looked at Dina, and she looked at me, and she looked at Dina, and she looked at me, and she said, Where's the passion? (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought, well, it could have happened, except you have been hanging out here, and now you're back again. You've destroyed every bit of that So you just have to kind of go with the flow and adjust a little bit. But the point that you're making is excellent. Make the relationship, the husband-wife relationship, the primary relationship, and remind the kids it's because this is what is best for us and for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we so appreciate um, Gary Chapman's insights and his book, Happily Ever After. And, of course, Greg and Aaron have great insights all the time. Um, we're going to send Dr. Chapman's book to you when you make a generous gift of any amount, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, uh, to help this ministry continue to encourage families and uh, help strengthen marriages. You can donate and also uh, find a link for the free marriage assessment in the show notes. Next time, we'll discuss how to love your spouse, even when he or she is driving you crazy. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Marriage podcast. 